Welcome to Kareem and the Coach, featuring your hosts, Kareem Rush and the coach, Eric Newman. With their unique insights and connections, you never know who'll stop by or what's on the game plan. The one thing we can guarantee is some exciting combo. It's time to check ball. Now here's Kareem and the coach. And Friday afternoon, Kareem and the coach, Kareem Rush in Kansas City, the coach Eric Newman in New York. We are fresh out of the NBA All-Star break. It's time for the stretch run. It's time to talk NCAA news around the allegations, and it's time to talk everything Kareem and the coach. Kareem, how are you, my man? What's up, my brother? Good to, good to hear from you again. I know it's been a, you've been away since last week, but uh, you know, busy All-Star weekend. Hope you had a good time out there. Well, I was away, but... Somebody else didn't uh, get on his flight. Yeah, man, this this new league I'm playing in threw a, threw me a curveball, and we we had every schedule the game for us, so we had I missed out. So I'm definitely upset that didn't get a chance to come out out to LA. I missed LA. You know, if you if you see what Kansas City weather like, you'd be you'd be you'd be siding for me, knowing that I want to get out of here. But yeah, uh, it happens sometimes. I mean, people were excited to see me, but they were, you know, they were excited for the combo, the two-man yeah. game. You know what I'm saying? I know. You know, we're, we're duo, man. We're dynamic duo, so I apologize for that, my friend. I mean, I thought the shot pocket was really going to be ready. It really did. <laughs> that check better be clearing in that league. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, they clearing, so that's the reason I'm still here. There you go. There you go. Uh, so it was quite a week. Obviously, you know L.A. well. I've gotten to know it well over the last few years, all-star in L.A., is um, is quite a different beast. So, you know, what I will say from a, a personal standpoint is it's um, it's great to be able to be out in the mix with so many great people that I've met through the years in the industry. And uh, hopefully those are going to be relationships that uh, myself and us together will, will continue to build around what we're doing. Um, so, you know, before I get into some of the particulars of out there, first and foremost, obviously from All-Star, um, what do you think worked and didn't work from the weekend uh, surrounding dunk contest mainly and, of course, the new All-Star game format where the guys drafted their teams and appeared to actually care about the game? Yeah, I mean, I was actually pleasantly surprised with how, you know, the whole festivities turned out. You know, I, I think now uh, the skills challenge on Saturday night has become, you know, the kind of the draw because the game has been so bad, you know. But I think, you know, this year – you know, with the new format, you know, uh, you know, guys definitely picked it up in the fourth quarter, uh, but it was definitely exciting to watch. You know, so I, I think they can stick to it. I, I think if they were would have telecast that, or you know, had guys come out, you know, from the uh, you know from the tip off and, and introductions, and they picked the teams that way. You know, I think that would have been a good you know a, a good method too. But I think that they just wanted to see you know how the people responded the first year. I think next year they're definitely gonna televise it and make it more exciting for, you know for the fans. But all in all, I think it was a great you know a great All Star weekend. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm mad I missed it, but from what I'm hearing. Uh, you know, L.A. Is, is a special place. And I remember, you know, last time I was in L.A. when I was playing there. So I know how nuts it can be. Uh, but, you know, three-point shooting contest, Devin Booker, you know, uh, you know, he came in and, and, and did an amazing job. You know, young, up-and-coming player in the dunk contest. I mean, it wasn't exciting. They, they can do more with that. You know, some of those dunks weren't great. But I think, you know, Donovan Mitchell came in and, and, and did a good job. And, you know, it, it was still a you know, fun thing to watch. You know, it's interesting. And I agree the... The contests were good. The rule changes in the contests in terms of the participants and the number of rounds really moved them along quickly. They almost ended before you knew it. Yeah. Um, you know what one of the problems is around the excitement level at the contests 
It's the fact that there are so many corporate guests going to these things where if this was hardcore fans and Donovan's coming out there as Dr. Duncan Stein or the Vince jersey and, of course, Larry Nance you know, with his dad's jersey, I think the excitement level would be so much more. Obviously, we can't fault the fact that this is a corporate draw because it pays for so much for the league. But yeah. I just feel like... There needs to be more electricity in the building. And, and for me, that's what was lacking. Yeah. I think that they're going, the, the electricity is more in the, the events and the parties and, and the stuff that people don't get to see. Uh, but like I said, the, 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 the All-Star Weekend for Steady has become, like you said, mostly, you know, brand partnership and, you know, and corporate thing, you know, you know, uh, them to make money, you know, so it, it, is, it is American business. Of course. And, and, and one of the events that I was um, lucky enough to attend um, was the uninterrupted and Beats by Dre presented screening of The Carter Effect, which was the U.S. premiere of the documentary about Vince Carter and his cultural effect, not just on um, the game, but the game in Canada, the game in Toronto, and how his presence and impact uh, has affected the sport and the NBA today. And very well done. It had only premiered at Toronto Film Festival in September. And uh, one of my buddies, uh, Aaron Phillips, who's out there in L.A., uh, leading development for Uninterrupted. He's one of the producers on the project. And and shout out to Aaron. Um, Great event, great reunion of people, great panel afterward featuring the the director and and Maverick Carter and uh, Future the Prince and Tristan Thompson. Um, my question for you is, what kind of an impact did Vince have on you when you were coming up through the ranks? Because you were starting, uh, starting and finishing high school yeah. when Vince was uh, in the league. And, of course, you know, his historic dunk contest was, was 18 years ago in 2000. What kind of an impact did Vince have on you and, and your development? I wouldn't say he had as much impact as say a Michael Jordan, because that's the guy who I grew up watching and, you know, my early development guys who you, you try to emulate. But I mean, as a fan, you know, you can help, but you know, Marvel, what Vince was doing up in, up in Canada, Vince Sanity and all that whole stuff, you know, guy definitely, that's when, you know, everybody who's the next Jordan thing was, you know, was on, on everybody's tongue and he was the next guy, you know? So he definitely, you know, did a great job and it's crazy because almost, you know, draft night, I got drafted by Toronto and I was like, what the hell? I don't know what is going on in Canada. I don't want to go oh. to Canada. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to be there. So uh, I have terrible. I, can, uh, I didn't think anything of Canada, but after finally getting drafted, and I mean, and then being in the NBA for a couple of years and actually visiting Toronto, I'm very disappointed that I didn't. I didn't, I didn't get. I didn't, I didn't stay there because Toronto was by far one of my favorite cities. Uh, you know, throughout the, my NBA career. So I mean, Vince definitely changed the game up there, as you've seen. You know, so many guys. You know, young guys now coming out of Canada, the Wiggins and Jamal Murray's, and you know, there's been an influx of you know talent coming from there. But I think it all stems from from Vince. We definitely need a warm weather trip to Toronto. Absolutely. To do an episode of the show. So you took the words right out of my mouth. What what is so interesting about that time period, and not to get too far off of present day uh, topics, which we'll get back to in a moment, but that time period was highlighted by guys who were all trying to fill the shoes of MJ. Mm -hmm. And what they didn't realize they were doing is they were helping move the league forward collectively because none of them, Kobe Bryant included, was capable of doing that at that young of of an age 
in the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, do you recall Kobe, McGrady, Carter, Pierce, Ray Allen? Who, who from those guys was the guy that you thought had the high? Uh, take Kobe out of it. Who, yeah, who, <laughs> who, who, was the, who was the other guy that you thought was going to get the most out of his abilities and have the best career? Uh, out of those guys, I mean, that 96 draft was crazy. I mean, I, I think Vince. I mean, Vince was, I mean, NBA standards, you know, athleticism, all that stuff sells. Uh, you know, the comparison to Jordan, the greatest player ever. So if you're in that conversation, then you're going to be, you know, uh, you know, a top player. But all those guys had great careers. Ray Allen, Tracy. And the fact that Tracy and Vince were on the same team is nuts. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, out of all those guys, you know, I would say Vince. And Vince is still added to the States 20 years in, so. That, uh, that's, that's a benefit to you know, his work ethic and the skill level that he's had. He's been able to, you know, change his game, you know, over the course of the years and, you know, stay relevant within this league, which is amazing. It's a great group. And, you know, as a Celtics fan, I was obviously pro Pierce to a fault. And then ironically, he ends up having the best career of any of those guys aside from Kobe, um, which was interesting. And I think a lot of it had to do with both his longevity uh, with one team for most of his career, and then, of course, becoming the all-around player that he did once he got the help that he needed. Um, But quickly back to this year's game. One thing I discussed with a few friends out there, and within 24 hours, it was on the jump with Rachel Nichols. And it was talking about the fact that, okay, it worked for the guys to draft their teams. What's next to keep it going. And the one thing that I said is forget doing it ahead of time. Every all-star gets a white uniform and a black uniform. They have it with them. And it's either at practice the day before or 30 minutes before in the arena. And they're picking like it's pick up at the park. No, you I know, said five it, minute huddle no, and you go. I said, yeah, you, you get your guys, you, you get the our star selected, and then they all come out, all announcers one, and then Steph or whoever the captain start picking their teams right then and there in front of everybody. I think that would be amazing. Absolutely, that's the way amazing. to do it. Because I mean, I, we heard that Adam Silver you know, came out and said Steph didn't want to, you know, televise it, you know, to hurt guys' feelings. But at the end of the day, who cares? You guys, you you're an all star. Who cares if you pick last? It is what it is. You know, we're not here to make friends. I, I guess those are those guys are friends, but. You know, to talk, you know, for the benefit of the game, you know, fans will love to see that. I mean, that'd be a that'd be a huge draw, you know, for pick teams like that. Guys, tune in just for that. Uh, agree, and and it was funny. I was watching something yesterday. Uh, you know, some you know, entrepreneurial leadership, inspirational stuff that I, I check in on. Uh, Gary V. I don't know if you watch Gary V. at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, the subject of his his talk in this quick video is. Nobody gives a shit about your feelings. And (laughs) I mean, these guys are multimillionaire global stars. (laughs) Do you just Al Horford? Do you think Al Horford really cares? He was either the second to last pick in the all star draft. (laughs) Like, really? That's crazy. Um, One one thing, though, I I have to add about the dunk contest and. I have to figure out the right formula for this as a content creator and a producer. But in 2012, I documented uh, an AAU uh, basketball team from New York on their journey to the AAU Nationals. And one of the players on that team was Donovan Mitchell. 
And people would ask me, hey, do you have any prospects on this team? Who's going D1? Do you think anybody will ever make the NBA one day? And I always said, if there's one kid from this team that's going to make the NBA, it's Donovan Mitchell. And this is before he was on any recruiting list. And it's before he went to prep school and ended up at Louisville. But to see this kid elevate this quickly after two years under Rick Pitino and be right there with Ben Simmons for Rookie of the Year and to win the Don Contest is amazing. Before we go to our first break here, what have you seen from Donovan and what do you love about this kid's game? All of it. Uh, His strength, the way he shoots the ball, the way he attacks the rim, his athletic ability. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that's a no-brainer as far as being a future all-star and, you know, top player in this league, you know. So I've been tremendously impressed. You know, I'm happy down there with my guy Q uh, down in Utah. So I know Q's going to put him in the right position to let him flourish. And, you know, he's, he's doing his thing, you know. So kudos to him. Uh, he's definitely neck and neck with Ben, you know, as far as uh, Ricky Year in my eyes. Yeah, and what's also so impressive, I mean, he's six foot three. Yeah, and, and he can play super both, bouncy. And, and can play both guard positions where we've yeah. become such a – obviously the league now is very perimeter-oriented and – and wing oriented, but it's like okay, you have the prototypical point guard size. As a two guard now, you got to be six six or bigger. And he's taking it back to the eighties, seventies, and eighties, where you know you could be six three and play both positions. You know, like yeah. Joe Dumars, perfect example of that guy that's can play both like, positions, six three, six four. So uh, good stuff. Great start to the show. We'll be back with more NBA as we look ahead to the second half of the season. You're on with Kareem and the coach. We'll be back after this. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies join us every week for winning ponies with john Engelhart, racing's regular guy where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys trainers agents and handicappers in the world of horse racing this show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Kareem and the Coach. Want to add your voice to the conversation? Call in to 
1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or drop a line via email to kareemandthecoach at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Kareem and the Coach Friday, February 23rd. Kareem. How much do you yes, love? How much do you love the fact that we have like those really sleek, classy promos with that great voice and accent? How, how terrific man. is that? You know, that sets the tone for the show. You know, people are engaged in that. I mean, she got a great voice. You should have seen. I was what sorry, I, I, was, I was should have seen that. what I had to do to get that done. <laughs> I wish I had a cool accent, but I'm sure I do for people overseas. I don't know. Dealing with dealing with, with dealing with that high level talent is just it's not easy these days. It's I, not I, you know, trust me, I know. A-list stuff is, is tough. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, quick shout-out from my end. I don't think he's listening right now because he's, he's, he's head underwater and work, but one of my closest friends turns 40 today, Brian Daly, uh, Showtime Sports, Ithaca College, classmate of mine, met freshman year, which is 22 years ago. I'm dating myself, but, man, I feel old. Uh, all, all state New Jersey guard uh, shot the heck out of it. And he actually produced that great uh, Bob Hurley St. Anthony series last year on Showtime. That was his baby. So shout out okay. to Brian turning four zero. Uh, hopefully, you guys at some point can uh, can can run some 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 dribble handoff pick pop. I'll set some good screens. And there it is. Get you guys on the court together. But uh, you know, we were talking about Donovan Mitchell. We're talking about second half storylines, and obviously, y- you can't have this conversation without starting with the Cavs and how their new pieces are going to potentially continue to gel for the stretch run of the year. Now, they lost at home last night uh, to Washington in a tightly contested game that I have to be honest, I watched bits and pieces of. But just going back to the pieces they brought in and knowing that Kevin Love is going to return. Um, what do you see the What do you see the ceiling for this Cavs team? Is, is this going to be enough to get them back to the NBA Finals? I mean, I think what it all comes down to is having LeBron back reengaged. I think he's the obviously the captain that steers the ship. You know, so when I was watching during those you know few weeks before before the trade, you can see his energy was down. He wasn't playing defense. But now I'm seeing him, he's excited, he's up there laughing, they got all the antics on the bench. You know, so having him revitalized and having that energy, you know, trickles down to the rest of the guys. And those guys that came in are young, hungry, you know, excited to play with him, you know, excited chance to compete for, you know, go to the NBA Finals, which a lot of those guys haven't played. I know Jordan's been, you know, playing with the Lakers for the last couple of years. They've been struggling. So these guys got a new sense of, you know, commitment to the game. They're excited, you know. So like I said, but I think it all, it all started with having LeBron revitalized. Definitely starts with LeBron. It's interesting now, you know, you thought that Isaiah Thomas would be the number two shot maker. You know, he wasn't going to be Kyrie, but he was going to be the number two shot maker the way Kyrie was. Now, I don't think there is a set number two guy. I think Kevin Love should be that guy, but he's played such a inconsistent almost deferred role who do you think steps up into that spot or do you think it really is a rotating door between the veteran george hill the energetic scoring spark plug in clarkson the lefty rodney hood who in many 
ways reminds me of, of how you played out there. Uh, how do you see these guys stepping into the forefront? Because once playoffs come, there's going to be big moments, and teams are going to dare other guys to beat them and get the ball out of LeBron's hands. How do you see it playing out? I mean, I think the guys they, they've gotten, you know, all have the ability to create their own shots, which a lot of those guys that, you know, not saying that IT couldn't uh, create his own shot, uh, not saying that, you know, Jay Crowder couldn't, uh, but these guys are coming from a standpoint where they're offensive-minded, they're, you know, they're aggressive, they're young, they're more athletic, you know, so I don't know if it's going to be a set number two guy. I think it kind of depends on the night. I think Jordan Hill's going to be solid, you know, all the way through. You know, with Kevin coming back, you know, having him and, and Larry go between the four and five could be an interesting pairing. Uh, and, you know, between Jordan and Rodney, th- those are going to be that spark plug off the bench that can get you 20, you know, on any given night, depending on how hot they are. So they got a lot of options. They got a lot of guys that they can't focus in on. You know, they can obviously key on LeBron, but they got other pieces out there that can, you know, can, can make plays, which is, you know, makes it even harder to guard. As it sits today, the Cavs sit third place Eastern Conference, 34 and 23 record. They're one in the lost column ahead of Washington. They're four back in the lost column of the Celtics. And they are seven back in the lost column of Toronto. So, you know, and, and it's interesting, you know, everyone views the All Star break as the midway point. You come out of it. You you look up. You got twenty six games to go. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's it's very <laughs> much, it's it's very much two thirds of the season, and and it does make for an exciting stretch run. Um, and and this year more than any other time. And and tell me if you feel differently. But usually the NBA goes through this little lull now. March April, mm-hmm. I don't see a lull happening. I think there's too much to be had with home court, and teams fighting for the playoffs. I don't see a lull. I see the NBA almost having its own little March Madness coming up here. Am I off? Or no, 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 I agree. I mean, the storylines yeah. are there. You know, when LeBron's new team, people going to want to, you know, follow that. You know, who's going to win the West? Uh, you know, Golden State or the Rockets? You know, so in the last couple of years, those two teams have been kind of, you know, penciled in as, you know, kind of being the finals. Now we don't know. Toronto's playing well. You know, we don't know how the Cleveland situation is going to work out, you know, but all of a sudden people are now favoring them to be back in the finals. And, you know, the whole thing out West, you know, just nuts, you know, you know, with San Antonio, with Kawhi, you know, you got the Rockets, you got the Spurs, you got Oklahoma City kind of putting it all together. You know, so the storylines are all there. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, you know, kind of seeing the end of the stretch around here. And there's one team out West that you didn't mention who I think is going to be everyone's second round nightmare. And that is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, yes. I I think they are going to be a serious problem. And right now they are right on the Spurs heels. Um, And I I don't I don't see the Spurs being able to finish ahead of them if Kawhi does return, which we'll talk about in a moment. But if I'm Houston or Golden State, forget just the pride of getting the number one seed and knowing you have home court, not just in the conference finals, but. You want to avoid Minnesota at all costs in the second round. I yeah, mean, tough. all costs. Yeah, yeah they're tough. Uh, you know, you got those, those three those three guys. You got Cat playing well. You got Wiggins. You got Jimmy who's coming in and solidifying that veteran role, that defensive-minded two-way player. They, they're going to be tough. And they, they was always missing that one piece. You know, Tom Thibodeau's a great, you know, you know, coach and, you know, has defensive-minded, you know, it's first and foremost. But to have that veteran on the court to actually – is that players coach that, that, that goes out there and plays defense like Tom Thibodeau wants them to play, you know, it's helped those guys, you know, tremendously. Young guys, young teams are always have trouble, 
you know, finishing games, especially on the defensive end. So having Jimmy there, you know, brings that veteran presence to help those guys for sure. And what's so interesting about Jimmy is he started the season off kind of waiting in the wings and seeing how these young guys were going to play. And he was picking his spots and he was concentrating much more on the defensive end. And then he realized, okay, this team needs me to lead on both ends and score and not just be a great player defensively and not just be a, a, a veteran leader, but I have to go out and get buckets and be an offensive playmaker. And since he's done that, uh, they, they've really become a, a very difficult team to deal with. Uh, right now, sitting fourth place in the West, sandwiched right in between San Antonio at three and Oklahoma City at five. Back to the East real quick, and we were joking about it uh, during the break. Uh, Marcus Smart is uh, returning to the Celtics tonight, who are starting the second half of the season in Detroit to take on the Pistons, another team who's surging towards the postseason. Uh, the Celtics have not been themselves. They lost three straight to go into the break. Um, it was clear defensively they had lost their edge. How much of that was them needing a break, and how much of that, in your opinion, was Marcus Smart being out of the lineup? I mean, it, it could be a number of things. You know, you, you, you obviously miss somebody like that who who heads your second unit, uh, especially on the defensive end. He's been out, what, 12 games, so you're going you're gonna to feel that, you know, th- that void, you know, somewhere. Uh, but, you know, like you said, it's a long season. Teams go through lows. You know, Boston started off so well, you know, winning that 18 straight, you know. So I think over the course of the rest of the season, if you, you know, look at their, their record after that 18-game winning streak, you kind of you kind of feel, you see where the team actually is. Uh, you know, so you expect, you know, ups and downs like this, you know, especially when you're not full strength. But you know, I definitely see, you know, Boston competing, you know, for the Eastern Conference Finals and, and challenging Cleveland uh, to go to the finals. It's about, you know, it's, it's a long season. You know, what's so interesting is you have all these quote-unquote geniuses who were uh, saying the Celtics whiffed at the trade deadline and they didn't get what they needed. And it's it's almost like these writers and, and quote-unquote analysts have amnesia. Gordon Hayward's out for the season. Yeah. This is this is house money. The fact that they are 41 and 19 without their second best player, and they've had other injuries. Morris has been out. Marcus Smart has been out. Kyrie's missed a couple. Horford's missed a couple. They pick up Greg Monroe, who I think is going to be a valuable uh, big man on the second unit. I, I mean, I, I just find it amazing that people are finding reasons to rip on them when they've put themselves in this position despite the injury to Hayward. I think they're – and also they're, they're relying on two young guys, you know, to really produce for them. You know, yep. Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, those guys are still one and two years removed from college, you know. So right now is a full college season for them. So they definitely have those, you know, those issues with, with being tired. You know, but those guys, are, you know, pick it up towards the stretch. You know, now, like I said, towards the second half, you know, now that you're gearing up for the playoffs, they're right in sight. You know, you're going to find a newfound energy, you know, after coming out of the break. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I think that Hayward being out and those guys having a step up, that's going to make this team so much better. And it's not just Tatum and Brown. It's Smart. It's Rozier. I, I just think the, the sky is going to be the limit for this team. Now, quickly, uh, before we go to break, 10 seconds. Do you think Gordon Hayward should come back this season if he's cleared? Uh, yes. I mean, playoffs, yes. If he's healthy and doesn't pose any threat long-term for his injury, then yes, absolutely. Interesting. I'm still torn. Uh, we will Players want to play. Players want to play, exactly. Uh, getting him back into the flow, that's another, that, that's another that's thing. A, that's another thing. Uh, this topic and much more when we're back 
You're listening to Kareem and the Coach on the Voice America Sports Network. We'll be back. flagship station for sports voice america sports sports continues to grow and evolve to ever increasing prominence in today's society on all around sports host john inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world including players owners and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today john will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events tune in to all around sports with john inglesby on mondays at 1 p.m eastern time 10 a.m pacific on the voice america sports channel Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog press pass if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Kareem and the Coach. Want to add your voice to the conversation? Call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or drop a line via email to kareemandthecoach at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we're back on Kareem and the coach, Kareem Rush, the coach, Eric Newman. And uh, great show so far, talking everything NBA, recapping All-Star a bit, second-half storylines. One thing we definitely have to get into is this proposed NBA playoff tournament. But uh, before we get there, Kareem, we've got a uh, a special guest. Take it away. Special guest. We have the first and only ever, you know, we like to, you know, Take care, celebrate the women who do great things in sports. You know, so we have a special guest, Miss Bonnie Jo Laughlin. She was the first and only female scout for the Los Angeles Lakers. That's where we met. Uh, she also does work for Brandon Jordan, uh, was an NFL cheerleader, NBA cheerleader, uh, has five championship rings. So all in all, you know, well-rounded sports figure, um, you know, was, you know, part of instrumental in bringing Jordan uh, far more to the Lakers. So, uh, great insight, a lot of knowledge, uh, knows everybody, you know, in the sports world. So happy to have her on. That's quite a resume. 
Bonnie, are you on the line? Is she there? Wow. I guess not. After after all of that, after intro, all, after all of that, this is, this, well, we'll take it again when she's on the line. <laughs> but uh, terrific, so, yeah. Ter- NBA playoffs structure. Yeah, I um, think LeBron is. I think LeBron just don't want to <laughs> mess with the West. I think he, I think he wants the easy route to the East to the finals every year. I don't blame him for that. The NBA playoff <laughs> tournament is is interesting. Um, in terms of getting some of those cross matchups, they had a post last week that if it started today, what would it be? And I think of the eight series, two of them were mixed east-west, maybe three. Uh, the Celtics were playing the Blazers, which would be a travel nightmare. Yeah, uh, and that's really <laughs> the big thing, you know, it's it's the travel. But th- we're going to discuss that. Uh, and a few other things, and uh, we are ready for our guest right now. Bonnie, are you there? We're having issues. Hello, I'm here. There, oh, there she, she is. is. There she is. Yeah, I, I gave you this amazing intro, and we couldn't get you connected. So welcome to the show. I've welcome been here. I've been living here. I, I guess like I don't think I was connect, connected in. Well, we're not blaming you at all. Well, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So how was so? Right now, we're recapping. You know, All Star Weekend. We know you are. You know, you have heavy presence there. So we just want to kind of see, you know, what your All Star Weekend was like, parties you went to, uh, your thoughts on the All Star Game, a new format. You know, kind of give us the the rundown of a Bonnie Joe All Star Weekend. It was, um, you know, kind of crazy considering it was in Los Angeles. You know, the other All Star Games I've been to because I've been to like you know 15 straight or so are usually you know in smaller cities, so it's easier to kind of get around. Everything was super spread out, and it started off on a Thursday night. I went to CAA Sports, um, had their agency party over at Catch. If you know, Korean, that's like the hot restaurant now. Um, so that was nice. Was, you know, D-Wade was there with Gabby, and, you know, all the big-time uh, players rolled through there. And then from that on Thursday, um, with Jordan had a little pop-up shop, you know, launching his new shoe, and then the next day was the big party that he had at the mansion that is in Bel Air worth a hundred million dollars. It's actually on sale if any of y'all are interested in buying it. <laughs> That's where he had it. Yeah, he, he, he got that. The hill in Bel Air. Yeah. What? Yeah, put me on <laughs> put me on that list. Put me on that yeah, list. Yeah. You're gonna come check that yeah, out. Yeah, they said they'll work with people that they could even do ninety million. But it was a, an amazing venue. The only thing about it and Kareem has been to Jordan parties before it was like 1,500 people to like, I don't know, maybe even a little bit more. And normally Jordan has, you know, MJ celebrates his birthday, and he had more of a quaint, small, intimate party, maybe 200 people. This time it was a huge party, so MJ actually locked himself up into a room so he didn't have to intermingle with the, you know, people he didn't know. <laughs> so, and a lot of people crashed the party, so people were showing up that weren't supposed to be, and Floyd Mayweather rolled in like 30 deep with his entourage, and it was uh, it was a great, like, uh, people-watching spot. So I worked the red carpet and did all the interviews for Jordan Brand, and then I uh, kind of watched all the craziness go on and then uh, left actually earlier than I normally would just because it was so nuts. And they had shuttles for people that would go up to the mansion, and Floyd's uh, cars had blocked all of the the streets to go up so people couldn't get up and, and were stopping, you know, the shuttle and then walking a mile to get up. It was kind of a... 
nightmare. <laughs> so, sounds like this, it. Was, this. This sounds like this sounds like its own TV show that should have right? been produced. <laughs> oh yeah, it was crazy. The house was so big that you couldn't even see everyone. They tried to have like the VIPs and the celebrities because you know they had everyone there from like Drake to Usher to you know you name it. All the big wig um, people in town were there, but they would lock themselves in the rooms because they didn't want to be with like the so-called general public that happened to crash or be there. And um, so, yeah, it was interesting. And then some people texted me the next day. They said they didn't get back to their car till 530 because they could get a shuttle to bring them back to their car. Um, so people were, like, starting to sleep there. And <laughs> well, that's not. Well, yeah, that's definitely some Jordan parties. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, so, yeah, so I told the, the, the listeners a little bit about your backstory. You can kind of give them a little you know, tidbit of what you've done. It's pretty impressive, uh, you know, as a woman in sports, you know, obviously. Uh, but you've done some pretty amazing things. Just want to get in the high level of some of your accomplishments. I mean, you know, when I first uh, started in my career was being a cheerleader in the NBA for the Golden State Warriors back in the day with the TMC era, and then went on to be a cheerleader for the 49ers and got a Super Bowl ring with them, um, with Steve Young and Jerry Rice. I'm dating myself. And then to the Dallas Cowboys um, from there, and then graduated from the University of Texas and started working for ESPN, Cold Pizza, their morning show, which is now First Take. And oh, then wow. Cold Pizza. Networks. I remember that show. <laughs> remember? Everyone goes, Cold Pizza. I'm like, yeah, it's a long time ago, um, <laughs> which is now the you know the First Take show, and then started doing different outlets, working for them, and then finally um, ended up uh, working for the Lakers for almost 10 years um, in basketball operations, scouting, and also being the assistant GM for the D-League team which is now called the South Bay Lakers, but it was the L.A. Defenders at the time. And now yeah, I play with them. back into sports and working for Fox Sports and BBC and NBC, freelancing and covering all different sports and work for the Jordan brand as one of their hosts and ambassadors as well. And you can tell everybody about the MVP if you want. You don't have to, but you can. <laughs> about what? <laughs> MVP. Okay, we Most talk valuable about pet. <laughs> yes, you can talk, talk about, about that. Uh, we can talk about that. Well, yeah, you can talk Being, about it. Okay, Kareem and I, well, actually, I actually thought of this great um, um, idea for a show, and then Kareem tried to jump on it. But basically, <laughs> it's a show where animals um, get to, uh, we should see the animals of these different celebrities, you know, athletes, and they're, you know, kind of the softer side, you know, all their different pets. And going from Carmelo Anthony with his camel to... Shaq and his shark tank to, you know, Kobe and his dog and all the different, um, you know, guys and the love for their, their animals. So we named it MVP, which is uh, most valuable pet. And that's, uh, thank you. You can thank me yeah. for that name. I, I did take that title. <laughs> I did. Do, I, I gave my part. And that's good so that's stuff. Good. That's you good know, stuff. My no. passion is animals and military and sports. So it kind of encompasses um, all of it. Uh, Bonnie, it seems like you've had quite a, a journey through the space and, and over uh, such an interesting span of time where so much in sports has changed. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking, the first thing you mentioned was, you know, that 49ers Super Bowl, which is, you know, 94-95. Yeah. Um, what, what, what's the, and, and you know, you're, you're involved on the brand side, you're involved on the team side, obviously starting with technology, so much has has uh, changed player contracts. What, what, what's been the greatest thing about your ride in sports and 
talk to talk to us just a little bit about the the evolution of your career with the parallel of how things have changed within professional sports. Well, personally for me, it's, you know, when I started out with, you know, the Golden State Warriors and onto the different teams, like there was no social media, you know, which is, you know, funny because we didn't really grow up in that era with social media. And I, you know, one, that's one thing I kind of wish that there was because there's so many things I wish I could have captured when, you know, when I was cheering in the Super Bowl, when I was, you know, doing the great things um, at a really young age, I wasn't able to really show, you know, that. And now athletes, celebrities, you know, they have such a great platform with social media. Some of them, you know, don't know the right way to use it, as we all know, with um saying the wrong things, but, you know, it's great to be able to have that as a platform, and that's what I love now, that I can really push my causes and, you know, and just go back and forth with fans about games or, you know, so forth, so it's nice to be able to engage more and have that interactive um, side of it that, you know, you didn't really have, um, you know, 20 years ago. Sure, yeah, I mean, from a content sharing, storytelling uh, aspect, it's, it's been incredible, and then, as you said, for cause-related things too, it's it's so important. At the same time, we see negative, mm-hmm. just like anything else, with whether it's the trash talking, whether it's criticism, whether it's fake journalism, which we see a lot of, and especially people around basketball that are are just trying to put stuff out there that's clickbait. Um, uh-huh. But but just get, getting to the league real quick. I feel like the last 10 years have been the return of the golden era of the league. And it, you know, it was sparked by, you know, KG going to Boston and the reemergence of the Celtics. And then of course them and the Lakers meeting in the 2008 finals when Kobe got Pau Gasol during that season. How have you viewed the last 10 years of the NBA and where's it going from here? Oh, you're definitely right, because if you look at, there was a time where, you know, even including my father, a lot of people, when Jordan retired, a lot of people were like, ah, no more NBA for me, I'm good, I'll watch college basketball, and, you know, I'm I'm good there, and then, as you said, you know, um, these big players and these, the rivalries, and, you know, even with the Warriors now, too, and the Cavs, you know, if people really are, you really see the hoop fans that are back and really want to, um, you know, get back in. And, you know, there's a lot of people still say, oh, well, I don't really like to watch the regular season. You know, I'll go and just watch playoffs or NBA finals. But, you know, you're now seeing so many people now. And I don't know if it's the, you know, the big stars or the engagement that people, you know, they're a fan of the big, big fans of the NBA and seeing how NBA All-Star game was very telling. I mean, you see the celebrities from all different, you know, from music to movies are all there. You know, they, you know, especially the people who are, you know, artists, they want to play, you know, they, that's why they have the big celebrity basketball game as well. So you do see it evolving and that it's becoming, you know, it is a global brand, the NBA. You see how much it's evolved to other countries, like in China, like me and Kareem had a show for NBA China, and it was amazing to see how fanatical, I mean, they make our fans look pretty docile, that they are just fanatical about the NBA, and now it's growing all over, you know, to, I'm an insider for BBC, and, it's, you know, that's all of, like, the Europe and UK market, and Australia, it's, it's huge globally, and so it's very, you know, telling when it comes to, you know, basketball and the NBA. Oh wow! It sounds like you and I have to do some 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 work together, Kareem. We, we needed <laughs> we needed to meet in L.A. Um, That's exactly, Bonnie, Bonnie. One of my great life experiences was uh, running camps and clinics for Nike basketball in China. 
during oh, the wow. summer of 2006 as part of the Beijing lead-up. And it was nice. it was completely completely life changing. Uh, hey, can you can you stick with us coming out of the break for a few more minutes so sure. we can continue this? Yeah, great. We'll be right back with uh, with Bonnie right here on Kareem and the Coach on Voice America Sports. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking pig pursuits. With few season restrictions, generous bag limits, and plenty of opportunities, hunters never tire of burning some bacon. Joining us is Fred Eichler of Predator Nation, Hal Schaefer from Greg Zipidelli's Drop Zone, and Jerry Courtney, VP of Marketing for Ranch Hand. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Kareem and the Coach. Want to add your voice to the conversation? Call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or drop a line via email to kareemandthecoach at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we are back for the fourth quarter on Kareem and the Coach. Kareem Rush, the coach Eric Newman, and our special guest today, Bonnie Jill Laughlin. Uh, We were just talking about uh, some of the global experiences we've had uh, around basketball and the NBA continuing to be this global game. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is, you know, this started more than 25 years ago when NBA, well, NBA teams were going to play exhibitions in Europe and in other countries. And then the dream team happened. And then the whole world was like, wow, we have to catch up. And right. basketball has, has emerged in all these other countries. So, Bonnie, here's a question that 
we were talking about during the break, and, I, and I'm going to pose it to you right now. You know, first, it was Major League Baseball. It was America's pastime. Then mm-hmm. the NFL took the torch because of the Super Bowl and just because baseball was too slow for people and football became so popular. We know what happened in the NFL this season. We know what's been happening in the NFL for quite a few years surrounding how they've treated ex-players, how they haven't taken care of them with uh, their lifestyle after football, especially when it comes to uh, medical benefits and, of course, everything around concussions and head injuries. Are we seeing the big tipping point starting to happen, that big shift where basketball, specifically the NBA, finally takes the torch and becomes our country's top sport? I can definitely see that because I don't know if you saw the numbers, how declined they were, you know, throughout the whole NFL season, you know, starting, you know, September 24th and on, it just kept getting worse and worse. And then a lot of people boycotted the Super Bowl, and you can see the numbers there that people really are taking a stand, whether it's the political aspect or the, you know, post-career or the CTE. I mean, there's so many different things. And, you know, that's why even Vince McMahon said, hey, I'm bringing back the XFL. There's a need for something else to, you know, kind of fill that void that people don't want um, you know, want to watch the NFL. So that's why when you look at now the NBA, I think, you know, globally too, you know, you look at how the NFL is basically, you know, just here. You talk about the NFL in different countries, even though they are kind of pushing in London and so forth, it still is basketball is a global sport. And so that's why it's got such a big impact and why people from all over the world were actually flying in to, you know, go to the All-Star Game. You, you'd be shocked to see the media that was there. They are from Germany. They're from Asia. They're from, I mean, all over the world, people come in for basketball. Well, you don't see that for the NFL or even for baseball, except when it's, you know, Super Bowl or maybe the MLB, um, you know, sometimes the All-Star Game, sometimes the World Series, but it's something maybe just like some of the Asian markets for baseball where you look at the NBA and it literally is the whole entire world. It's very global and the commissioner has um, done such a great job with that, um, you know, really pushing that out and having these, you know, these games that they have, you know, preseason that really get the fans there really engaged and excited to, to watch, you know, the games from wherever they're at. You know, I talked to some of the people in China. They'll stay up till 2, 3 in the morning so they can watch the whole entire yep. NBA game and, and stream it live, you know, just so they can actually feel like they're a part of it because they don't want to watch a delay. They want to actually, you know, feel like they're there. So um, it's growing, and, it's you know, it's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, I, I think the surge now is, is at an unprecedented pace. And, you know, the other thing about the NFL, like, you know, we mentioned all those, those big issues they can't even decide what a catch is right now. Yeah. Oh, I know. And, right? I know they're fighting just, about that now too. Yeah, it's, and it is, it's Goodell just, always it's, wants to kind of do something to implement something different, and you know, it's um, he's, they're losing so many fans, and a lot of the advertisers, you know, who spent you know 1.3 million on the commercial at Super Bowl are furious because they had to put that bid in before September, and so they didn't realize the decline in numbers, and so a lot of them mm-hmm. are upset that they put this money into these commercials that because people that really did not watch the Super Bowl. Um, so that was, yeah. I think that's kind of showing you right there that people are checked out. Um, the only, the only reason they I did get it right to, with, uh, uh, they did get it right for the, uh, celebration though. Then allowing touchdown celebrations was definitely an improvement. I'll as give them as long as it's not Odell Beckham peeing <laughs> on the line, I'm great yeah. with the celebration. <laughs> uh, no, the only reason why I watch the Super Bowl is because my, my buddy designates me as Super Bowl chef. So I got to come over and prep the food and, 
and watch the game. Otherwise, like, I, I just I don't care anymore, and I love what football was um, when they didn't have a plan in place to support their players who are under fire by our quote-unquote president. And you're not going to go out of your way to support the community, the African-American community that has the most presence in the league in terms of the players. It just, it sits so wrong with me and I'm sure we're all in agreement on that. But, you know, back back to just basketball. I don't know if you guys saw Justin Timberlake's presser. But when they asked him, because he was the halftime performer, they said to him, hey, so is your son going to play football? You know, and instead of him, considering he was the halftime show, you think he would have kind of somehow deflected that. He said, no, my son's going to play hoops. Yep. And yeah. that, was, so I think, I think, that was during the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is a Super Bowl. I think one of the great things the that the, 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 one of the great things the NBA has done as far as from a, you know organizational standpoint is they are very in partnerships with their players. You don't have this huge gap between the owners and you know like like in football they said they, they call them pretty much the workforce you know I, I heard the titans owner say something about that like these are the workers we're the owners you know so the, i think the relationship within the nba is much more semiotic you know so support and causes like you know civil rights and also that the guys been doing you see the nba is much more you know in a partnership and, and, and stands with their players as opposed to like the nfl and it's kind of just spread out and then they throw a, you know 100 million dollars at it and things are going to fix the situation where they could have been you know ahead of it and really, you know, with the players, you know, from the beginning. And the yeah, NFL no. really is more of an owner's league where, if you, you know, anyone who knows basketball or has worked in the NBA, it's really a player's league. Wouldn't you say, Kareem, when it comes to the NBA? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. we are, we make the money. I mean, we're the, we're the product, yeah. you know, so it should be, you know, it should be a, you know, a 50-50 partnership, you know, most yeah. of the stuff. But the NBA listen, players listen. have much more of a voice than they, than the NFL players do by far. Absolutely, and their contracts are also guaranteed, whereas guaranteed. most exactly. of the NFL contracts are not. And listen, love him or hate him, David Stern knew what he was doing. Absolutely. And Adam Silver is now taking it to the next level and doing it I in a way where, where he's, you know, he's the people's champ. He's the people's commission. I had a chance to, to produce a segment with Adam and, and Howard Beck when I was producing a Bleacher Report, and just... A complete gentleman, one of the one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and didn't act like the commissioner of the NBA. Acted like a regular no, guy. No, he's not pretending at all. You. Not at all. Not at all. So, so we're up against it right now. Um, real quick, Bonnie, I'm putting you on the spot for some second half predictions. Are you ready? Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> Rookie of the year. Who comes away with it? Oh God! I think it's I think it's still a little bit too early. Like you know, I mean, you know, before the season, I really liked Kuzma a lot, and so I wanted him to to get Rookie of the Year. But now, it's, I don't know. It's going to be go with Ben know. Simmons. I, Make it easy. Go with I mean, Ben Simmons. I know, but everyone's saying Ben Simmons. I, I don't know. Then go um, with Donovan. I, I think the two had a race between Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons. I think Donovan and Ben are neck and neck. I think Kuzma and Tatum have fallen back a little bit, but I think it's yeah, a great race. Yeah, they have, race. they have. But I was really yeah. originally, you know, really pushing for him, especially he just was getting so much. I wanted him to start instead of coming off the bench, and I think that hurt him. Yeah, okay. Well, you, and you and who wins? Who? And since you you are out west, and and you're so dug in out there with the Western Conference, who's winning the West? The Rockets or the or the uh, or the Warriors in terms of top seed? Who's getting the top seed in the playoffs? I think Kareem knows who I'm going to say, but I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being biased. I really, 
I think the All Star break was good for the because you could tell the game, you know before a couple games right before the All Star break those guys were really struggling. You could tell they were tired. Um, you know, I think it was good for them to get a break. And I, I still see the Warriors getting the number one number one seed. Yeah, they'll put the they'll put the they'll put their foot on the gas. I see it too. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, Bonnie. This was a tremendous visit. We want to have you back on again soon. Uh, lots to talk about, Kareem. Great job. Nice to have you back on the line. Uh, this was yes, Kareem sir. and the coach. Uh, our third full episode, and uh, there'll be lots to talk about next week as we enter March. We will talk March Madness. We will talk this ongoing NCAA controversy and we'll continue the NBA talk as this is going to be anything but a boring march in the National Basketball Association. Bonnie, thanks again. Kareem, I'll thanks catch you later. You you've been listening. You've been listening to Kareem and the coach on Voice America Sports. Have a great weekend everybody. And that's a wrap for today. Be sure to listen to Kareem and the Coach every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Keep your head in the game and have a great weekend. We'll see you back here next week for more Kareem and the Coach.